welcome back to Moms After Bedtime. I'm Megan, and I'm here with Mandy. Hey. So today, our topic is going to be burnout, um, which I think probably a lot of the world is feeling that right now, and we're not alone. So <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, if not, if you've never felt burnt out, then this isn't for you, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You can cut that out if you want. Uh, but before we get into all of that, let's do some wine and cheese. Mandy? So I feel like on the topic of this episode, so I won't go into too much depth right now, but my wine is that I am back to work. And if you, obviously, you probably noticed that we took a hiatus last week because it was just a little crazy with me going back to work and we just need a little bit of some time yep. i think to breathe yeah so i am just burnt out so much from going back mm-hmm. to work i am having a much harder time being back this time than i did with isla and it's not so much which makes me sound awful it's not so much like oh my god i miss my baby so much which obviously i do but that's not the hard part it's that i am so tired like i thought i, t- I was tired at home <laughs> And it turns out I didn't know what tired was <laughs> until I had to go work all day and then come back home. And yeah, so it's just harder for me to, it's getting hard for me to, to adjust, I think, this time around because I don't see an end in sight. Mm. Like, it's not like, oh, I can, I just got to make it through this and I can replenish myself over the weekend because I can't because I'm still a mom over the yeah. weekend. And it's pretty hard over the weekend, actually, because Phil has been working overtime or, you know, I'm home alone on Fridays now uh, when Phil's at work with the girls. Mm-hmm. So that's just like so much work in itself. And so it's just yeah, a never ending spiral of exhaustion. I also wonder if you're kind of feeling the effects of a lot of like kind of what I talked about last week that a lot of other educators are feeling this year. And then you had to just like you yes. didn't get to like let's start on the roller coaster like you got on the roller coaster at the top you know at um fun town where they have like the flume ride and there's the little like (laughs) there's a little like house at the top before you go over the hill i feel like you had to get on there and then (laughs) i climbed up the stairs like you had to so that's 10 times worse (laughs) I didn't get to go past the wall of gum. I just climbed yeah. right up the stairs. <laughs> That's just what I like picture. Like, <laughs> That's a great metaphor. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I Yeah, no, that's, that's true, though, because I feel like I've come in and everyone is pretty burnt out. And it like it feels so weird because it feels like I've come in so late in the year, but I really only came in like three yeah. weeks later than everybody else. But yeah, it does. It just feels crazy and it feels like I can never catch up. Mm. And I'm like I've mentioned before, I'm doing morning routine by myself. And so Ugh. I feel beat by 7 a.m. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even left the house yet. The good news to that is that Phil's work is fairly flexible and they're letting him change his hours a little bit so that he will be home with me until oh, 7. Oh, that's good. So to make that part easier, he's going to be home later now, but that's okay. I. I thought of you this week as we were getting ready to leave the other morning. And I was like, how the fuck does Mandy do this with two kids alone? Like, I was just like, I just don't. I honestly don't know what I would. I mean, I could do it and I would do it if I had to if Ryan wasn't here. But right, you don't have a choice. It's really helpful to have another person, obviously. And I know that's not everybody's situation. Right. And I 
like Phil has been wanting to change his schedule to help me for since I've been back. And even before that, he's talked about setting it up and I'm just like, no, no, no. Like I am the mom. I should be able to handle this. Like so many people do this. Like it is what it is. I need to just get over it and learn how to do it. But like, why not just accept the help? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, cause I am doing it and I, I'm not like dying, but it's hard and it's exhausting and it would just be so much easier if I had help. So why, Mm -hmm. why turn it away? So finally we're going to try it. And we'll see if that makes uh, a huge difference. But, like, what's happening is I've noticed, and I I feel like we're just jumping in a little bit into the episode, (laughs) but I don't have anything for myself. Mm -hmm. I have no time for myself. I mentioned in the last episode that, like, getting ready used to be, like, a kind of little bit of self-care for me, like, listening to a podcast or listening to music while I got ready. And it was just, like, time to, like, just kind of think about me for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't have that now. I'm getting ready at rapid speed. And now I don't even really get to get ready because it's really unpredictable about when Brent's going to wake up. So either I get to get up and get myself ready before they wake up or Ren already wakes up and I have to pray she'll let me set her down or take another little nap so I can get myself ready really fast. I, And then because of that, the way I look is basically being sacrificed and I know that's not important to some people but it is to me like I want to look good when I go to work I want to feel like I look professional and I want to feel like I look clean (laughs) and put together uh like my third day back at work a co-worker told me I look tired and I was ready to backhand her (laughs) please don't say that to me but I so I'm leaving the work feeling like greasy and like my makeup looks like shit and my hair looks like shit and I just feel like I look disheveled and tired and I don't like feeling that way but it's because I have no time for myself in the mornings like none mm-hmm. like I am the very much afterthought and so I it's just right. obvious yeah but. that's hard so that's the hardest part for me about going back to work this time around obviously I miss them a lot thankfully my daycare is great I get lots of good pictures and stuff and I get to love on them when I get home but for me it's more just like I'm freaking tired yeah but yeah that's my wine but <laughs> valid, <laughs> valid, valid, valid. <laughs> we'll get more into that in a little bit. But my cheese, actually, uh, this week I'm like, what the fuck is my cheese? I don't <laughs> have a cheese. But I remember now that my cheese last week, because I had a cheese and I lost it, or not last week, but you know, two weeks ago, I couldn't think of what it was going to be. And then it came back to me after we're done recording. And it was that I just kind of binged a bunch of like, mindless netflix shows Mm. obviously not since i've been back to work but the week before (laughs) and it was just like sometimes it's nice to just like get sucked into a show and i haven't done that and i haven't done that like so many times in a row in so long so when i got to do that i that was just my cheese so i like got sucked into um first of all you already know i love the circle so circle season three was out <laughs> finish that and then i forget it's so corny but i love it so much and there's this new show out which is like not for the faint of heart it's very gory but it's called the squid games have you watched it no I, students keep telling me to watch it so then i automatically go yep not watching that oh my god it's so <laughs> good it's so good but it's so fucked up it's really fucked up and it's very gory is it so a cartoon mind. No, 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 no. Oh, why did I think that? I thought it was like it's, anime. Well, it's Korean, but it's not. It's in Korea. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. And they, it's basically like you can tell that they are speaking Korean and they've just like dubbed English oh, over but, it. Okay. 
but you actually get used to them pretty fast. Like it's okay, not just yeah. like ruin it. But it I watch scary. with subtitles on anyway, so I'm never yeah. actually watching anybody's too, because I can never. I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? Yeah, I can't. I don't hear know anything. how people watch things without subtitles. Yeah, that's how I, you know I'm getting old. But yeah, <laughs> it's very good. It's very fucked up. It's a very mind fuck gate. Like, Ooh, show. I have to watch it. It's very good. But so I watched that, and then um. Love on the Spectrum season two is out, and I'm obsessed with that show because it just makes oh, my heart so happy. <laughs> um, and you got me to watch Clickbait. Oh, so good. Oh, good. So good. So these are all very different shows. You yeah, that's Love a wide range. Love on the Spectrum is like so feel good. Oh my God, I just love it. And then you have like Squid Games where people are like being killed. And like- well, we have like Palette Cleanser. yeah exactly exactly but i just love binge watching shit on netflix and i never get to do it anymore so when i get to just like go through all that i was like i know i feel like a lazy turd but it feels like a good happy lazy it's just nice yeah because you just like it's an escape yeah exactly and it's just like it's nice to have those sometimes yep i could do that by reading 30 minutes a night but whatever <laughs> uh i have a recommendation to add to your list Ooh, okay. um it's not on netflix it's on hbo max so um if you don't have that then i guess you can't watch it but <laughs> <laughs> then too bad so sad sorry <laughs> um but actually i think hbo max is sort of worth the whatever like eight dollars it is if you have streaming services there's a lot like a lot on there but um it's called mayor of east town i've heard of that well, I, <laughs> I'm so stupid. I was like, oh, it's about some lady being a mayor. That's that's not what it's about. <laughs> her name her name is Mayor. I don't know why I just thought that. But oh. um, yeah, so it's Kate Winslet. And she's like not the Kate Winslet that you like picture in your head. Yeah. Um, and Evan Peters from like American <gasps> Horror Story and all of that. And he's, I, he him. is so, you know what? He's got so much range. He's like the <laughs> most under, what do you call it? underrated well, yes he's the most underrated actor of our time <laughs> i do love him i do love him but anyway um He'll always be tate to me yeah <laughs> or actually have you ever sorry this is such a tangent have you ever seen sleepover it's no. like a, it's like a silly like teenager movie but from like when we were teenagers was it does it have the girl that was in spy kids yes yes <laughs> yes and like i think like brie larson is in it too but oh. he's he's in it and he's like the dorky kid who has a crush on all of them <laughs> and it was just so funny. And my mom always brings it up every time that, like, American Horror Story is on. She's like, I can't believe that's a kid from Sleepover. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, but Mary Town, she is a detective. And it's a really small town. And so there's, like, all these, like, small town problems, I guess, mm-hmm. that sort of you would only face if you're in a small town. So uh, it's really, really, really good. But it is – there's some graphic parts to it, too, because HBO. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I, that's just what I wanted to add because that's what I've been doing with my time too. Is <laughs> add it. I need more. Actually, oh my god! I just realized that season three of you is you be is out coming out the fifteenth. Oh, that's yep. so close. I know. I so love close. that show. So close. And welcome to our recommendation quarter. Yes, mom's after bedtime. <laughs> you have autism. You have people getting killed for no reason. You have Evan, a lot of variety. <laughs> the evolution of Evan Peters. <laughs> He's just got so much range. God, I love him. Anyway. <laughs> Eddie Hoosers. Oh, that's What's a good your wine cheese. So my wine, in addition to the continuing saga of me really disliking my job, 
so my line this week is that we got a little video from daycare explaining that they are upping the price by 25%. (gasps) 25%? 25%, which brings what we would pay for Eliza to go to daycare would be almost twice our mortgage. So what? What is, what's their reasoning? And why was it sent in video form? Okay, one, that just pissed me off. So that's why I had to like, say it but two there's a part of me that understands that like you have to pay your staff more and being in like an education field i get it we're not paid enough Mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. so that was part of the reasoning but i mean you can't just like pull from other things to maybe pay people re-budget and 25 percent from every person yeah that's that's a a lot. lot of money yeah, we just uh, so we're we are looking at new daycares because they're gonna lose so many people. The thing is, I don't think they really will lose that many people because it's pretty bougie, and some of the people that already go there, I don't think it's gonna make a big make or break them like it would us. That's probably why they're doing it. Yeah, so us middle class civil servants um, <laughs> can't have you know quality childcare, but whatever. So we're we have a couple tours set up. I really like that daycare and I felt very like I feel very safe with her going there and they do so much with her but it's that's just not a reality for us. Right, that's ridiculous. And I, I don't know. I think the more I think about it the more I think it might be a positive thing and maybe something that was like just supposed to happen for us because I mean if we can save money, I mean one I mean saving money is just good but also I don't know Maybe it makes having another kid a possibility for us, whereas mm-hmm. if we we're paying that much for daycare, it kind of wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, um, for everyone that thought I was a downer last week, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back again. <laughs> <laughs> My cheese. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't really think yeah, of that. Uh, Mary Town. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, my cheese is that the other day, um, Eliza only had one nap at daycare, which means when she comes home, she's basically falling asleep by the time she gets here. And so I honestly, I haven't done this in a while. And I just, instead of putting her in her crib, I just held her while Aww. she was sleeping. And I was just, I know you're like supposed to, you know, it's not helpful or whatever, but I just don't know how much time I have left to do that with her. So, because she's super on the move and interested in everything and crawling around and all that good stuff. So, it was just nice to just snuggle with her and Aww. just have her, like, mouth wide open. Just, like, <laughs> like she looks like me when she's sleeping, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she's anything like you, she'll just fall asleep in the most random places. I know, so. yeah. Right, you would think she would be a better sleeper at night with how I <laughs> how I am, but. But maybe we should just put her on a gondola to get her to fall asleep. <laughs> Do we tell that story on the podcast? I don't think so. Well, just Megan falls asleep everywhere. It never fails. Every year we go camping, she falls asleep in a camping chair or laying down on the dirt. Like, she's just sleeping all the time. And <laughs> and we got a picture while she was on her honeymoon from Ryan of her. They're, like, in one of those gondola rides and like, where were you? Italy? Italy. Like, obviously, yeah. yeah. And she's sleeping with her mouth open on this romantic gondola ride. <laughs> 
with her husband. Oh, I'm gonna post that picture. <laughs> you can. Uh, I can't help. I just anything that has like movement, I'm instantly asleep. I don't. I don't even know. I don't. Whatever. I don't have a hard time falling asleep. So <laughs> clearly, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, that was my cheese. Just hanging out with Eliza. All right, so I guess we can just jump in since our wines are pretty related to this topic and kind of just inspired also by taking a little hiatus last week as well. Because sometimes you just need to... The first step is realizing you have a problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Webster's Dictionary defines burnout as... I don't know how to start it. <laughs> I'm so tired. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just start by saying this that, well, I think you said it too in the beginning of the podcast that, like, I think everybody is a little burnt out right now, mm-hmm. just in the world, just by what is going on in the world. But I think a big part of this episode is just kind of. Sometimes you just need to, like, know that you're not alone. Right. Today, my friend at work, who also just had a baby, our kids are, like, the same ages. We have two kids pretty much the same age. We're on maternity leave together, like, the whole ordeal. She came into my classroom today, and she was like, I just want to, like, check in. Like, how are you? Oh. And it just turned into, like, ten minutes of us just being like, I feel like shit, and I feel like shit, and I'm so tired, and I'm so tired, and I feel like I'm just crumbling. Me too. And then at the end, we just looked at each other, and we just like bursted out laughing, and we're like, thanks, I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> just like, and then she walked back to her classroom, and I, like, sometimes you just need to know like you're not the only yeah. one who is struggling, and I think there's a lot of reasons why we are feeling so much burnout these days. And we'll get into that, but I just kind of wanted to start with that, that, like, I think we're all mm. here, um, and I've never felt this burnt out in my life, and I've been, like, a busy person. Like, I've gone through, you know, with lots of school and lots mm-hmm. of, you know, jobs and doing all that at the same time and blah, 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 but, like, this is just a whole new level of yeah. exhaustion and just having so much on your plate and kind of like I said earlier feeling sometimes like when the hell is there going to be like an end in sight yeah and I think that's like a big part of why it feels so dire right now Mm -hmm. to feel burnt out because the entire world I feel like well maybe it's just our country um is in like (laughs) an apathetic burnout mode so that end isn't clear everything's just very blurry and there's no like clear direction on how to make yourself feel better because people's answers to you saying I'm burnt out, this sucks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. is just, yeah, same like everybody. So Mm -hmm. I think just recognizing that maybe it's different than like typical burnout. Like if the past two years have been normal, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess how would we know? But I just like know that I feel that I'm just having a hard time like feeling like I like I said earlier like having time for myself and I think we talk a lot on the podcast about self-care and how important it is and I totally agree 100% and I can I can feel that like the effects of not getting any time for myself like I feel it Mm -hmm. to the core right now but at the same time I don't think like going it's this this isn't a time where like going to get your nails done is going to fix anything yeah or 
going to take a walk around Target is going to cure something. You know what I mean? It needs to be like this. Oh, what did, I saw like a story recently the other day that was talking about that. Like, it, this isn't like a simple go take a bubble bath kind of burnout yeah. like stage that I think a lot of us are in right now. It's like we need to like there needs to be like some sort of shift in like the world and society right. where it's not so much like you do all the work and then maybe you can go get like a little self-care day once every two weeks. It needs to be, let's lighten the load for everybody. Let's look at things a little differently. Let's, you know, ask for help and be willing to help and not expect so much and split the mental load. And like, it just needs to be like a whole societal change. Yeah. And I think as much as, as much as like this whole pandemic has been like talked to death, I guess, I, I think that we just need, as an entire society to just take a step back and say, okay, we just went through something and quite frankly are still going through something that was really traumatic for all of us. And Mm -hmm. people who never feel depressed, never feel anxiety to a level where it's hurtful, they're starting to feel those things. And Mm -hmm. so as a society, what can we do to evolve and make our way out of this like Mm -hmm. i mean if you look back through history putting my (laughs) useless art history degree on for size (laughs) i'm not degree uh i minored in art history so really (laughs) really really smart well i minored in psychology so that's why i am (laughs) the expert on this podcast go on my boss one time was literally like hey because he wanted me to teach a class he's like what's your mind what was your minor and i was like art history and he's like, Megan, your degree is creative writing with a minor in art history. What were you just burning money on the sidewalk? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, thanks for hiring me. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, um, if you look back through history, I mean, I know this is not like the bubonic plague or whatever, but if you look through like the Middle Ages, were so super shitty for literally everyone and Mm -hmm. the world was just in crumbles and ruins Mm -hmm. but then the century right after that you have the renaissance which is like renaissance literally means like a resurgence or reinterest or whatever Mm -hmm. in like life society so all these cool things come out of the renaissance and it's because everything was so fucking shitty that people had to take a step back and be like all right well Mm mm-hmm How do we get out of here? I mean, it took like a century, so. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of people died, but. And that was Art History Corner with (laughs) Megan. (laughs) Did you also know aliens built the pyramids? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. We'll have a different episode where I talk about my useless art history. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly feel that, though, because I feel like this this whole situation, the pandemic and just life going on right now, I feel like I have been more empathetic than I think I ever have been. Like I have just been so like forgiving, I think to a lot of people of like everybody's human. We're all going through a shitty mm-hmm. time right now, blah, blah, blah. Like I think I've taken a step back and grown a lot just from the whole situation too. And so I think I going off of that, I, cause I agree with you about feeling that way but I think that has led me to be burnt out like I think I did that a little too much in the beginning oh sorry is that Mm -hmm. where you're going with that no I agree though because I was gonna say like I I feel like in a way I'm almost like a better person because I think I am more like Mm -hmm. 
because I'm looking at things in a more compassionate way, I think. But right. because of that, it it makes it's just so overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. to look at things like that all the time and to it's easier to be bitter and cold and shut people out and be judgmental yep. and to just like be stuck in your own ways. That is the easy way out. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it oh, is it's so and- easy to be negative. Um, yeah. I do it every day, all the time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's super easy. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's my coping mechanism is just to, but it's true, like that. It's just so easy, just to be like, like if someone's a, an asshole to you, or someone says something to you that like criticizes you a little bit. It's just yep. so easy to be like, screw that person. Like they don't know what they're talking about. Blah blah blah. They're an asshole. Then when you stop and take a step back, and you're like, oh my god, they're so stressed out, and they probably just like yeah. when you like try to think of you, like yourselves in their shoes, and it just gets so overwhelming if you if you think of everything that way. Yep. Um. So it makes I think that's adding to the burnout as well. For sure. Actually, I'm. You've heard us talk about her a million times, and no, it's not Glennon Doyle. Um, I thought for sure it was gonna be. I mean, she has a lot to say about stuff like this too. But, um, actually, Mystic Michaela had a podcast episode not that long ago. It really wasn't about the aura colors at all. They were talking about burnout, and something that she brought up was what burnout band aids do you use? And this is not bigger picture stuff. Not like the self-care where you go take a bubble bath and get your nails done kind of thing or even when you are practicing like deep self-care like like meditating or something like that she was talking about like what do you do to put the band-aid over the burnout just so you survive so like their example was just her husband was like getting really burnt out with teaching and which oh you don't say and so (laughs) they just talked about how he like as a band-aid for some things, he, like, switched schools thinking mm-hmm. that would help or, like, did things like that. And so it really just got me thinking about, like, what things am I using as band-aids and what things are truly serving me? And I think that when you are feeling burnt out after you, you know, admit that you have the problem, I think maybe <laughs> the next step is kind of relooking at, like, what's a band-aid and what's actually what I want? Mm-hmm. If you look big picture like that, maybe you can get some perspective. I'm not saying that I've sat down and thought long and hard about this, but the whole idea of a burnout band-aid has been really on my mind recently. I mean, obviously, from if you listened to last week, you know that I'm just... I, I have to agree with you, Mandy, and I know that we're in, like, in different situations, but I have never felt this burnt out before. And I honestly, truly think that it is... Not just affecting my mental health in like a, oh, I'm burnt out way that like it typically would, but like it's really actually like setting me back into having depression. That's something that I've just kind of struggled with. I feel like I've talked about that before, this before. Um, it's something I struggled with my whole life, but honestly, like since being pregnant, I was a lot better and now I'm just not. And it's, it sucks because I know exactly where it's coming from and it feels almost like situational but like you said there's no end of the situation like there's no timeline that Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like you're stuck in this despair so of course it's like easy to fall back into if you already were like struggling with something in your life or or struggling with something like depression or anxiety or something like that and it just feels heavy and I just think that it is more than just 
oh gosh, I'm working so hard. It's just like the world is sitting on my shoulders. Plus I'm working really hard. Mm-hmm. Plus I'm trying to be a good mom. Plus I'm trying to, you know, have a good relationship with my husband. Plus I'm trying to be a good friend to my friends who I don't get to see that often. And like, it, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I actually, I had that on my list a little of things that I think play into it. And that was mm-hmm. kind of like this expectation of perfection, which mm-hmm. oh, I've already talked about how much I hate like the word perfection, but like this expectation that you should strive to be the best at whatever. It's so, like you said, like always trying to be the best mom or always trying to be the best friend or always trying to be the best employee, whatever. And it's just it, like, you can't put your best into everything all the time. Like, yeah that's impossible. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you ever have time to like reload, like recharge your batteries? It doesn't even make sense. Like nobody, you can't put that much effort into it. And I think, especially if you are not feeling very good, if you are feeling depressed or whatever, then you really can't. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this vicious cycle of like, when do you get to come up for air? Yeah. That's actually the perfect way to put it. Right. Cause you're never allowing yourself to make it to the top to come up for air. Right. Yeah. That's I think so something true. something that I have to do, this is me just speaking speaking from personal whatever, and maybe other people can relate, is like I just need to be better at making boundaries and mm. not caring so much about what other people think. And I think when we say that, like when I say when I hear someone say, like, don't care what other people think, I think of like, it's okay if I don't look the best, or it's okay if like people, you know, whatever. But I mean like sometimes you have to be like, I can't put all this effort into calling my friends or texting the group chat every day to keep up with this like maintain this friendship right now because I have to focus on this part of me for like right Mm -hmm. now and they're probably gonna think I'm a little shitty for doing that but sometimes I have to just put that boundary up where this is something I need to set to the side yep type of thing and I think uh, something that you bring up like you were talking about I don't know if that's how you worded it but like letting people down kind of thing or like when you set those boundaries like that's what you think of or don't care what other people think whenever I hear that phrase I think don't care what strangers think <laughs> like in my head I just picture like yeah that's me true. walking into a group of strangers and not fuck you like I don't care what you think <laughs> but that's literally when are you ever in that situation where you're in a room of strangers and you're just like I'm just being myself like that's <laughs> That's not the scenario that you're ever in. It's always a difficult conversation you have to have with someone that you really love. That's probably the most common thing. And you know what? And sometimes if you are truly honoring yourself, it's probably letting down someone that you really love. And so I think that that's the more like accurate. Yeah, for sure. And even when I think of like setting boundaries in my head, it's like cutting out people who are toxic Right. Or like cutting out situations that are toxic, which of course 100% do that. But also sometimes you need to make boundaries with things that aren't toxic, but there's just too much on your plate Mm -hmm. right now. So sometimes you just have to be like, you know what, I love this and I love you, but I just need to set this boundary because it's adding to Mm -hmm. this tank of water that's drowning me. Like I'm never going to get to the surface if I just keep adding all this water. So I just need to Mm -hmm. like take a break. And it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that whatever. Maybe it's like something you really enjoy doing or a person that like it's a hard to maintain. It is. It is. Especially the older you get, the harder it is. 
and the older or the older you get and like when you start getting having kids and oh, having yeah. your own family because obviously that's your priority and obviously that's not something that you ever going to put on the back burner right exactly yeah that's something that's always going to be in the center of your mm-hmm. world and it used to not even exist and you used to be able right. to maybe maintain a lot more friendships mm-hmm. or whatever but now this thing takes up so much of your attention and your life and your like everything which is you know obviously a good thing something that you love but you there's no way you can keep that and everything keep else. the same yeah yeah for and sure and that's not a bad thing necessarily i think it's, it's just a, a natural thing. transition and i think yeah. we spend a lot of time talk like not we but just the world spends a lot of time thinking about those transitions between like when you graduate high school and become an adult or when mm-hmm. like those milestones but like honestly the transition from your younger 20s to like your 30s is such a huge transition with so many life changes that i think honestly like that maybe that adds to burnout and stuff too and like Mm -hmm. trying to navigate how where do you set the boundaries who do you set them with like I don't because know. you have you have so many more responsibilities, but you're expected to keep up with everything right. you had before. So you're expected to keep up with all these relationships and like getting out maybe and like seeing people, like whatever. Right. But then now you have a family or maybe you have, you know, a marriage and then maybe you have a house to take care of. Or maybe, maybe you, you live have- far away from all the people that you, yeah. you know, usually who are your friends and family, I, you know. Yeah. And you, or maybe you have a more like, I mean, compared to your, like your younger 20s now, you probably have a more established career right. that probably comes with more responsibilities as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's like we're living in this world where we're trying to keep up with that younger version of like what we set up, but then it's just not possible. Right. And then there's this like pressure to do that. And then you always feel like you're letting someone down mm-hmm. because you have like transition because you're transitioning into this right other self on you know what people who are probably a little bit older than us are probably like why are you even worrying about that like it's gonna be okay <laughs> probably but, probably but also like uh we're living it right now so yeah. i i think that that's just like a little part of the burnout is like you're told like oh you're an adult so, like when you graduate high school or college or whatever but you aren't like your brain's right. not even developed yet but now you're really an adult. Like there are times where I'm just like, I had this baby. She is mm-hmm. mine. Like I have to this human being. raise her. <laughs> yeah. Or or even like, wow, I am married to somebody. Mm-hmm. I have to actually really maintain this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put some effort into yeah, this. Geez, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think setting boundaries. I just have like a small story that I think. Yeah, maybe would encourage people to even like it's not setting a boundary, but it's just being open and honest with the people that you love. So I kept getting emails from Ryan that were like, we uh, like he follows. Um, it's like a job search thing for college level, like teaching. So it's mm-hmm. called higher ed jobs. And I kept getting emails from him that were like remote English teaching job, remote English teaching job, blah, blah. And so I finally was like, the other day, I was like, Ryan, it's really stressing me out when you're sending me these emails for second jobs Mm -hmm. that I just have too much on my plate to even think about having another job. And 
And he goes, Megan, you asked me to send them to you. You asked me to put my filter on for these jobs and email them to you. (laughs) And I didn't remember doing that. And so all it took was that instead of me having like this animosity and being angry every time I saw one of those emails from him, I just brought it up and we talked about it. And then I realized I I actually did ask him to do that. And like a moment of me trying to be like ambitious. (laughs) (laughs) But so that's all it took was just and now I don't get the emails and I don't there is no pressure from him when I thought there was. But I was like trying to set a boundary in that moment. But it turned out that. So I don't know, maybe if you have like some conversations you want to have, they're not always going to all go like that, probably. But just a small example that I thought I was going to like take something off my plate, but it was just a realization that I was putting stuff on my <laughs> plate anyway. But um. You know, sometimes you just have to kind of make boundaries and and cut some certain things, like put them on the back burner a little bit so you can, you know, focus on what's in front of you. I think it relates to another note I had, which it kind of like contradicts itself, which makes mm-hmm. sense why we are all burned out. Yeah. <laughs> is that like these days there is really no such thing as like a village. Mm. And then people are saying like it takes a village to raise a kid or it takes a village, whatever. Um, and I think Paige actually mentioned that when we had her on that like there's no such thing as a village anymore. It's like you're stuck on Mom Island is how she put yeah. it, which I feel like is so accurate. It's true. Like you, you're really doing everything by yourself but then at the same time you know i think it's so important sometimes to put up those boundaries that like i can only focus on these things right now because i'm so burnt out so sometimes you can't be that village for somebody else but then Mm. you desperately need a village and it's just like this vicious cycle too and then i think that's another reason why like me personally i want to be somebody's village i want people to reach out if they need support for me and blah 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 Mm -hmm. but then sometimes Sometimes you're in a spot where you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. I can't be that help for you right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that plays a big role into all of it as well. Or when you need it and you don't really even know where to look or to find it because it's not readily available for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I talked about this on the episode where Paige was on with us. So you can remind me just like the job postings I asked for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So I was listening to a podcast it was probably Glenn and Doyle. And they were talking <laughs> about how this whole idea of, like, the village no longer exists. Sort of talking about how, like, deep in our, like, animalistic brains, like, we are only wired to really care about the community that's right near us. Like, that we interact with every day that's around us, whatever. But the way that we've evolved, or, like, our society has evolved, is that now you have access to, like, the entire world. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, your community. Or even, honestly, as big as, like, the United States, that's your community. And so you're faced with all of these huge things that you think you have to worry about or solve or Mm -hmm. be a part of. But really, your brain is just kind of like, no, too big, don't know what to do, like, because Mm -hmm. it's just so vast. And so then you fall into this, like, isolation because you can't – I mean, maybe you can, like, go help all the starving children in the world, but – realistically jeffrey bezos he's he's the only one who has the money to do that yeah right but realistically (laughs) he won't even do it (laughs) realistically you don't have like the resources and it's not like readily available for you because it's not within your sphere of like your village this whole village mentality that we're made for we don't live in yeah that's a good point too i don't 
I know we mentioned this and I always, I hate to like bring this up because we only know what we've lived through. Right. Right. So I didn't live through World War II or like all these right, cr- right. Great depression, all these crazy things that happened. But you make a good point that like, even if we did live through those things, we would only know what was going on around us. And yeah, you could read the newspaper and this and that, but we don't have everything thrown in your face all the mm-hmm. time. And we also didn't have everyone's opinions thrown in your face all the time. Yes. There's so many comments out in the world about like how the world is so, or our country, I should say, is more divided than it's ever been. And I, I agree that that's more out in the open, but I think it's always been divided, but we just didn't know what other people's opinions were. Right. I didn't and, know who so-and-so voted for or that they believed right. in this, this law or that law or this whatever because they didn't – you don't go around screaming that. But they don't Facebook, have a platform to type it on. Yeah. Exactly. But now in the world of social media, you do and you just scream it from the rooftops and now I'm like, oh, okay, this person thinks that and that person thinks that, but I wouldn't have known that right. beforehand. I'm pretty sure that um, actually – the first war that was ever like reported on on TV where everyone had not everyone but most people had access to like the nightly news or whatever was Vietnam and that was not that long ago really in the span of history so True. i'm not going to i'm not going to get into it i'm not a i don't yeah. know why i'm trying to be a history teacher today but that was <laughs> that was the first war that like was actually on TV when it was happening so i mean so it's like not to say that these things are not like i mean there were so many awful terrible like in my opinion, like worse things that have happened in the world, Mm -hmm. but you only experienced it the way you experienced it. Like you didn't have to see other people's experiences. Like it didn't have to sit so heavy on your heart for other people. And I think that maybe those other things didn't have such a huge influence on other people too. Like, yeah. If you like confirmation bias, if you want to find something that connects with what you think or Mm -hmm. whatever, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to seem maybe reliable to you or whatever. And then you're kind of stuck in that way of thinking. Whereas. And I think that that piece in itself, too, because if you think back to before everything was thrown in our face from the Internet, you only had like the people around you's opinions that shaped your opinion. And that was it. Like, like yeah. we said earlier, it was it's easy to be close minded and it's yep. easy to only think one way and to shut everything else off. When you mm-hmm. actually open your mind to thinking like taking into consideration other standpoints and maybe doing like some uh like studying of your own into like what's actually going on blah 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 that's a lot to bring into your brain yeah and that is like we talked about earlier like having so much empathy for people is hard it's hard in like the world of politics and other things too as well to like try to like really come at things with an open mind yeah that's hard too, and that's like overwhelming. I that, can't th- like that is so overwhelming to have to constantly feel the polarization instead of it just kind of being like under the surface and you can ignore it. I think that is a huge part. I know for me personally of the burnout. There's tension all the time, and I think that you could have like this happy, perfect life with everything you want, and if you are someone who feels, then you're gonna feel that tension. And if you're like an intuitive person you're gonna understand and know how to read what's going on and that's gonna cause burnout regardless of anything else it can like attention like manifest itself in your actual body like that makes sense that- yeah tell it to my neck <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> oh you can't see mandy right now but she looks like a scarecrow <laughs> <laughs> 
God, I'm so burnt out. (laughs) (laughs) But I really think, and I feel like, I don't want this episode to be like a Debbie Downer episode, but I feel like, (laughs) (laughs) what? How could it not be? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I already, I'm negative Nancy over here. (laughs) Well, I mean, I didn't want it to like make people feel worse. I want to make people feel like validated, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously we're going to like be Debbie Downer. So I want people to be like, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. I think we're just us talking through this is us for like searching for there has to be a bigger reason why we're both coming to each other saying I'm so fucking burnt out that I feel just like I've been hit by a truck Mm -hmm. and it's not just I have a job and kids which I know is like super hard and of course you're gonna feel burnt out sometimes but it's bigger than that and so I think not to bring people down But I think part of that resonating with people is that we're just trying to figure out why. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to do the harder thing, which, you know, adds to the burnt outness. But I think in the end, it's going to help if we can be more aware of it's okay if other people set boundaries. Being a bit more like self-aware, empathetic, being okay Mm. to ask for help, being like being that person's village when you can, but understanding when they can't be yours sometimes. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's so hard because it's like this fine line you have to walk of obviously not allowing people to be toxic to you and like use you. And, um, you know, you don't want to have relationships like that. But when you have good, wholesome, like healthy, mm-hmm. like relationships and people and situations in your life that it's just sometimes it ends up being too much on your on your plate. I agree with you. You want to, like, keep those relationships. But the thing that I think, like, when you were saying that is that if they are real, true, healthy relationships, they're going to be okay. I guess what I'm trying to get at is, like, the only way we're we're going to, like, I think move on from this is either, like, one of two things, which is, like, one, do the easy thing of being close-minded and, like, shutting everyone out and being pissed off at everybody who you know, whatever, like that sets a boundary towards you or whatever. And then just like go on your way or done and done. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) keep listening. (laughs) Or, you know, we can be a little bit more empathetic and we can understand like the importance of helping people out and giving people grace and cutting some people some slack and being willing to help people with especially the mental load that we didn't even dive into that, but like the insane mental load that we have as mothers. And, Mm. and I think that is what's going to help us in the end. That is what's going to like relieve the pressure is other people just caring about other people. You don't have to soak it in. You don't have to take it all on your plate, but you can be respectful and you can be understanding and you can be a little bit more empathetic if we all just like stop and like think about the fact that everybody is a human being, if you stop expecting so much from other people, then you're going to stop. And I know this, that sounds like negative, but like if you expect somebody to be able to work, you know, 80 hour weeks and like yeah. that makes them a good person because they're a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of hearing crap like that. Like mm-hmm. um, that doesn't make you a better person that you no. worked 80 hours a week. That means that you're like tired. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you to- doing that? Like, don't praise people for doing that. Praise people for, like, taking time for themselves and for keeping, like, worrying about their health and their family and, like, mm-hmm. the sun. Like, we we have this, like, thing in, in our society where it's, like, I'm more tired than you are. It's, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. The tired Olympics, like, the I have right. it worse than you Olympics. And, like, that makes you a better person somehow. Right. But it's, like, guess because- what? Everybody's fucking tired. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like what? That? Why are you bragging about that? Yeah. Like, so I think if we can just like, I think once we st- stop and realize that we're all human beings and we deserve to be one, mm. like mis- make mistakes and we deserve to be treated like human beings, then we stop expecting other people to be so perfect. And then we then yeah. stop expecting ourselves to be so perfect. Mm. Does that make sense? Like if yeah. I like see, it's so quick to like judge, like, and I mean, this is a motherhood podcast. It's so quick to judge another mom for doing something Yeah, and being like, oh, what a, I can't believe. She I wouldn't do that. that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you like actually stop and realize, okay, she's a human being mm-hmm. and maybe she lost her cool because she's running on two hours of sleep mm-hmm. and her that kid has been whining for six hours straight and finally she just lost her patience. Or maybe she brought that baby into bed with her because she has not slept in three days yeah. and like there's no other choice, like whatever. And when you start like thinking other people as human beings, then you don't beat yourself up when you accidentally lose your cool on your yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Or when you're like, I have to do something to get some sleep. Like you don't beat yourself up then that takes off part of your load that you're carrying on yourself all the time and that lightens up that like feeling of burnout so I think it's just like the cycle Mm -hmm. of like just be a better human and listen I realize that that is much harder said than done I (laughs) get it it. Megan's over here like I hate the world and I like it that way (laughs) I get it but (laughs) I didn't say that It was implied. But oh, that's okay. okay. All right. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I think something that goes off of that is just, I don't know, maybe this is one of those burnout band-aids, but I've just been thinking, like, and my therapist was saying, everybody can't, just because you're, like, unhappy with, like, the situation at work and, like, feeling burnt out and stuff, you, that's your career. I mean, you can leave it, but you can't just... You still need a job and money and whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's like, why don't you think about doing things within that job that make you happy or that can evolve your career or something instead of just like being grumbly about it? And so I think that if I, I, I mean, not just job, but just life, maybe just put like put your energy into something that you kind of care more about. Or like an aspect of it that you really actually do like and maybe don't put so much weight or expectations or pressure on the stuff that's hard Mm -hmm. because maybe it will pass. Maybe in the end it will all work out anyway. Just an example is that uh, so I am a building representative for the teachers union in our district Mm -hmm. and the first time this year. Well, of course, I was grumbly because I had to wait for the elementary teachers to get out of school to go to this meeting. <laughs> I'm like, 3.30, I'm already in bed. <laughs> Whatever. That's not true. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, but so but this was the first time that honestly this year that I felt like invigorated. And then, you know what? It was uh, because we were talking about how do we help teachers with burnout and how do we help support our colleagues. And ultimately, I think that's what my path is in education and what I feel passionate about. So this is probably stupid and I'll probably complain about it next time. But I, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I Maybe the way for me to feel better about this year is to help other people and to do what I want to do. So I took on a leadership role to be the like helping teachers leader, committee leader. So we'll see how that goes. But. <laughs> But I I just feel like if I am putting my heart into something like that that I actually care about and want 
to be like an end goal for myself, then maybe maybe this year in the end won't be such a wash or feel that way. But I don't know. So maybe if you, I don't know, do stuff you like. I feel like that's a good point too because I feel like my first initial reaction to hearing that is, okay, so you're adding to like your plate. But I yeah. think if you're doing something that you – I think what happens with burnout is like sometimes you have so much on your plate that isn't fulfilling you. It's just a lot of stuff that's draining you instead of fulfilling you. So when you can actually have that time for something that makes you feel good. I, I had the thought the other day. I'm like, you know what? I have a lot on my plate. Like I have too much on my plate, but it's nothing that I like. Right. Like nothing that I want to eat. It's like you into a really broccoli. I don't like broccoli. I do too. Nothing against broccoli. It's a bunch of liver and onions and I don't want it. (laughs) But anyway, like what if you just put stuff on your plate? Yeah, it might be full. But I mean, think about Thanksgiving. Got a big, huge (laughs) ass plate and I love every bite of it. (laughs) We have such good metaphors this episode. I know. We're like on a roll. Oh, God. We're so good. But anyway, I think that I, I I don't know if that's the solution, but that might be something I try is just yep. putting stuff on my plate that I actually like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have to do the other stuff, but you do. And sometimes the other stuff is hard because when I said out loud, I'm like, you know, some one of the biggest things on my plate is like being a mom, which I think is like one of the best things. But in you the love world, it. But yeah. There's so much. There's so much. Let's be honest. Like, There's so much to being a mom that sucks. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. sick of cleaning that fucking high chair. Did oh I sign up for that? Did I want to do that when I got pregnant? When I went through IVF, I was like, God, I want to clean the crumbs out of the crumbs <laughs> of this high chair three times a day. No. No. And I'm that pisses me off and I hate doing it. But, like, do I want to be up, like, at fucking four o'clock in the morning? No, I didn't. But, like, obviously there's parts of it that you love so much and that right. part fulfills you. So sometimes things go hand in hand. But and right. that's the reality of it. But If it tastes bad, just put some ketchup on it. Ew, gross. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this episode is hard because as we're talking, I can hear so much like contradiction. Right. Because it's like, it's so like all this empathy in the world is burning me out. Have more empathy for other people. It's so hard having so much on our plate. Put more on your plate plate that you actually like. Yeah. But it's because I think that's the reality of it because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. I did minor in psychology, but like I don't (laughs) really know. Like, it's just we're all trying to figure it out together. So, like, we're right. all – I just want to put that out there. Like, Yeah, I, I think – We're just trying our best, just yeah. like everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also hard to really dive into something also when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's easier and you have better perspective. But, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like we said. Talk to us in the next renaissance. Who knows when it's going to end? It could be a century from now. So, this is all, this is all okay. we got. Okay, we gotta like light okay. it. <laughs> like we're all gonna die for the bubonic plague in the end of it. So. Do you want to know why aliens built the pyramids? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Tell me our history. Oh, there's just there is a like records of and bones and stuff found of a pharaoh who literally looks like an alien. Some people think that maybe he had some sort of like physical abnormalities, like disorder. But he was, like, super, super taller than everybody else. And his head was, like, this weird, uh, big, like, elongated shape. And there's also, in some, like, paintings, there's also UFOs and stuff. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) There's a documentary on it somewhere if you want to watch it. I will. Was that Ancient Aliens? No, it wasn't. (laughs) I've never seen it. I, like, (laughs) I paid for the Sorry History Minor. We watched Ancient Aliens. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, did you learn about this in your art history class? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, then it must be true. The history of architecture. A little education sprinkled yeah. in there. <laughs> I like it. Uh, if you ever want to know about the Chrysler building. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, if you want more useless art history facts or to <laughs> listen to our podcast, follow us on Instagram and interact with us there at moms.after.bedtime. Rate, review, subscribe, and follow on all of the different platforms that you like to listen on. It really, really helps us. Please don't feel so burnt out. <laughs> Is that all we had to say this whole time? No. So I don't know how to end it. <laughs> We're thinking of you. We're feeling it too. Um, yes, you're not alone. If you need a village, here it is. We are here. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.